millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to the week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character as we do every single week. We talk their good points, their bad points and just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? There's a sparrow losing his goddamn mind like right outside my window. <laughs> is there? Yeah, and he literally started as you were doing the intro. Oh no! Was is he loud? He, I can hear him. I don't know if the mic's gonna yeah. pick it up. <laughs> Just imagine <laughs> you're listener... listening to this in a field. Yeah. Okay. Like Ireland is ninety five percent fields. So if you've never been here. This is now your experience of what it's like. It's just sparrows fucking themselves up. You're just going fucking ham on a bit of chirping. <laughs> He's a big fan. <laughs> big <laughs> he loves the show. Loves Movie Mondays in particular. <laughs> Specifically, oh, he hates comic books. It's a bit of a dilemma. It's a bit um, of a... Uh, ooh. Finch. Uh, oh, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, now, Sean, normally how this show works is I pick DC, you pick Marvel. Yeah. And uh, last week you did Emma Frost, and the week before that I did a character called the Red Bee. Now, what normally happens is I pick someone terrible from DC, because they're a hero or a zero, and I feel bad. So uh, the next time it's my go around, I feel like I owe the listeners a character that's actually worthwhile. Okay, now that's a big claim because all DC mm. is trash. <laughs> Especially it is. Take that, take that bill finger. No, <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, but this week I'm going to be doing specifically. I normally follow up a bad character with a Batman villain because that's kind of my world, and I'm doing this week. The Riddler, Sean. Ooh, the the the, yes. the the mystery man himself, Edward Enigma, as he's known. That's, um, now, that's a very clever name. I remember being like when I first learned that, that was his name. I lost my mind. I was just like, "That's <laughs> fucking brilliant." 
You don't really have much going on, though, do you? Not when I was whatever age I was. <laughs> or now. 17. <laughs> it was only when you were, like, you were, you were just graduating from college, you were like, fucking Enigma. Yeah, Fuck, I did, that's great, lads. Yeah, I'd known you for two years and the Riddler had never come up. <laughs> um, so the Riddler or Edward Enigma, what you will be surprised to know is that's not actually his original name. Fuck off. Enigma is a name he took when he became the Riddler. Ah. So, um, now, um, he was created by Bill Finger and Dick Sprang, and his first appearance was in October 1948. So, Edward Nashton is his original Nashton. name. Now, I'm, I'm going to do his history up until the New 52, so up until 2011, because 48 to 2011 is longer than 2011 to 2020. I'd wait, let me check the maths on that. Go on, let's carry the one. Oh. Yeah, you're yeah. exactly right, Connor. Yeah. Oh, fuck it, yes. Fair play to you, I, bye. I was, I was worried there for a second. I was counting <laughs> on my fingers. I was oh, like, oh no. <laughs> Have I miscalculated? <laughs> um, so, Edward Ashton was born into a broken home, as most of Batman's villains are. Great start. His mother, his mother was absent, absent, and his father was abusive. When Edward was a young boy, he became excited at the idea of winning a puzzle contest at school. So, to increase his likelihood of winning... Edward sneaked into school during the night and practiced the puzzle until he could solve it with ease. He practiced until he was able to solve the puzzle in 15 seconds flat. Okay, but that's just cheating. See, it is at the time. So you're saying the Riddlers might be a bit of a bad guy? <laughs> well, I don't mean to imply. I don't mean to put that Wait on the Wait a man. minute! <laughs> but, like, just, like, reading the answers. Mm. And then being able to do the answers doesn't mean you're a genius, does it? See, and he didn't read the answers, though. What he did was he just kept breaking into the school to practice it repeatedly until he was the best. So he muscle memory... Oh, it was like a physical puzzle. Sorry, I was thinking like yeah, a Yeah, it was a physical puzzle. Yeah, okay. Well, then I'll allow that. Yeah. Um, he ended up winning, because he could do it in 15 yeah, seconds, Yeah, he'd done it 100,000 times before. And was awarded a riddle book as a prize. So since that time, he has mastered puzzles, mind games, and riddles. Now, so far, it's fairly by the numbers. But why the Riddler um, becomes interesting is the psychological nature of why he developed his love for riddles. And this is regarded... So Edward was profoundly intelligent and would pass tests with apparent ease. Something his father, out of jealousy, couldn't or wouldn't believe. He therefore attributed Edward's success to cheating. Um, oh. And started beating on him to keep him out of trouble, he said. Oh, fuck. So he just, he doesn't, he can't handle that his son might be a, a genius or even smarter than him. So he's like, oh, you're cheating, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. And and you have to beat a child to keep them out of trouble. That's the only way the to trouble. learn. <laughs> as, as we all know, you put your child until you're, right, you're safe now. There's no trouble. Because <laughs> you're also unable to move. So you won't get into any trouble. <laughs> the perfect crime. I mean, fatherhood. Uh, let's, it is a crime. Let's stress that. <laughs> <laughs> so gotta stress that disclaimer. Um, so he just he did him. He started beating him to basically keep him keep him out of trouble or to stop him from lying. 
So out of the abuse, Edward developed a compulsion he has become known for. He constantly endeavours to tell the truth to prove his innocence. This is where his obsession with riddles comes from. Unfortunately, the the abuse is also a main factor that drove him mad and to a life of crime. But why he does riddles is because he's constantly... He's constantly just trying to prove his innocence or he has to do something to... He has to leave some sort of clue because he can't just leave it out there because that would be... If he just does a crime without leaving some evidence to get caught, then that's not telling the full truth in a weird way. Oh, yeah. Like, if he... He could probably hide all the evidence that it was him, but he doesn't think that's right or fair. Because since he was younger, his father his, his father always beat him just because he was always so smart and he kept like accusing him of lying. So he constantly now strives to tell some sort of truth at all times. That's quite interesting for a villain. Mm. I think and I think just it makes so much more sense. And when we get into the psychological um just his thought process when he commits a crime later on, it's actually it's fascinating to listen to. So, as Edward Nashton grew older, he opened a crooked carnival boot involving a diabolical puzzle, Sean. Oh no, he's summoning um, the devil. <laughs> actually, we're going to get to that. What? That's actually, that's a story I have. Um, the customers would compete to solve the puzzle for prize money, but if they failed to do so, they would have to pay him a small fee for competing in the cri- or in the riddle. And in every case, Edward rigged the puzzle in advance to ensure that the customer would always fail. Ah, that's bad form. That's ba- that you wouldn't get that in a fun fair nowadays, would you? <laughs> no, they would never try to lie to you in a fun fair. Never. All those games are games of skill. <laughs> Unsatisfied with the small pickings of the puzzle boot, Nashton closed the carnival attraction, and a confident Edward announced to himself that he was clever enough to use his wits for crime and baffle the law. He just announces this. He announces I'm assuming to himself, as like he looks in a mirror. If if it's comics in the forties, he's probably like announcing it while he walks down the street whistling. Fair, yeah. But I was hoping he announced it to all his, like, circus friends. <laughs> you watch me! This time next year, I'll be fighting the crime! Crazy no, old Nashton. I'll be committing crime. <laughs> Crazy old Nashton, he's done it again! Um, so starting out as a simple informant and criminal profile, profiler for the underworld of Gotham City, as well as for Batman, the Riddler slowly becomes more of a villain to Batman. It wasn't long before he became the main adversary to the Cape Crusader, constantly testing his analytical abilities to their limits. So, he actually starts off as just an informant, because he knows things about people, and he kind of work things out. He's a genius at the end of all this. Yeah. And Batman at the start kind of looks at him kind of, he's a wild card, but I'm glad he's at our deck kind of situation, where if you can use him to good, he's a good informant, but... Riddler then suddenly, as is normally the case with this character, he begins to big himself up a little too much. He's like, well, I'll fucking... I'm smarter than the Batman. I'm not just an informant. I'm actually smarter than him. Yeah, and that's that's where he becomes a supervillain, and that's what undoes him in a lot of his schemes. Mm, be yeah, correct? because <laughs> I suppose the idea would be that he's like, I'm giving Batman information. Like, he has to come to me to learn something, which in a roundabout way, shows that I know more than him. That's true. The argument could be made, though, that Batman is just like, 
he'll probably already know and that'll be faster. So yeah, Batman's which, in, Batman's clever enough to know I don't need to solve it, I just need the information. And I and I'm pretty positive for the first few issues that he was there, say in the forties or whatever, like um for a lot of those issues he does get away several times. Like he continuously gets away by just outsmarting the police and Batman and Robin. Um, now there are some situations obviously where they solve the crime and he goes back to Arkham but um, for the first few I think it's for the first two outings he definitely gets away which kind of makes him stand out amongst the villains that like oh this guy isn't just like broad he, he's, there's, he's just as smart as Bruce Wayne that's impressive that's a, that, like, that's a, mm. that, to be able to say that because Bruce Wayne is one of the smartest men on the planet isn't he uh, I th- yeah, canon-wise, I think he's kind of referred to that, as that, yeah. Yeah, just like we see in all of the movies. <laughs> Look, he's, as is always the case, do you remember in The Dark Knight, he examined that bullet for no reason? What that is was pretty wall? fucking smart. It <laughs> what is the wall? What's the reason for it? Who knows? <laughs> just to look cool? Just to look just cool. Just to look cool. Just to look cool. It's a cool scene, but when you look at it, you're just like... Why is he doing the bullet fingerprint for the bullet? Don't you okay. worry, it's cool. <laughs> that's very. That's a very Christopher Nolan like tapping our heads. Don't you worry about it now. Off you go now. That's pretty cool. The um, so, and and, how long was it like from his, from when he, from when he was the informant to be in, quote unquote, the Riddler. Um, it wasn't that long. Like, I think he started out as an informant just to get involved in the world. But um, the faster, the more information he garnered, the more he was like, I have, like, a lot of information on a lot of these people. I could just do this myself. Because, as is the case, say, with the Riddler, is he's always constantly trying to, like, I can go bigger. I can go bigger, I can do more. Because I'm, I'm the smartest person here. Why am I limiting myself to just this? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Um, now he was, he did appear in the Long Halloween, which is a story we've talked about uh, here on the show, which was um, with Carmine Falcone and the big murder situation where there was a holiday murder going around killing all of it, all of Falcone's associates. Yes. Now Riddler was Riddler was brought in on that case as uh, Carmine hired him to basically help him discover the killer's identity. Um, this actually leads to the Riddler being targeted by the kill- killer on April Fool's Day. He's the only one who's left alive. There's just the bullets on the outline of his body. Oh, fuck, than yes. the Riddler himself. Yeah. Um, and that's that's probably... The Long Halloween is is his first major story arc. Up until that point, he was just, what, what issue here, what issue there? Um, but I have two or three stories here that I quite enjoy with the Riddler, just to... F- just try and get into the character itself. So the first one is something that you mentioned earlier on. This is probably the darkest Riddler has gotten. As is normally the case with Batman characters, they start off light, and then as the years progress, because Batman gets darker, they make the villains darker. Yeah, of course, has to happen. And the Riddler, for a time, became darker and more bloodthirsty when he takes an interest in occult rituals, Sean. Oh, interesting. this is a story called The Ceremony of the Bat. And he discovers instructions on how to t- tame a bat demon called Barbados. Barbados, I think. Uh, originally summoned by Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> what? 
Comics are fucking weird. Comics are strange, lads. <laughs> Look, he finds out there's this ritual to bring back this demon called Barbatos. And he's like, right. I'm gonna, Why not? <laughs> I'm not going to do the rituals. But I'm going to make Batman commit all the rituals through a series of riddles. Fuck's sake. So the Riddler leads Batman around the city with a series of riddles designed to prepare Batman as a demonic sacrifice. Oh, what? Yes, this happened. This is ridiculous, Connor. Yeah. To make Batman chase him, he kidnaps four babies, Sean. It's no longer ridiculous. It's a bit fucked. Very sinister now. Yeah. Um, He tricks Batman into kissing a hanged man through CPR... Because Batman, of course, has to give this man CPR, so one of the rituals is he has to kiss this hanged man um, and covers him in blood at a transfusion centre. The next step is a, is a dance with the dead, accomplished through zombie robots. Some... what? Okay, yeah. that surely it's doesn't a, count. They were never alive. That's actually... You know what? I think you fucking have a... I think I'm going to rewrite this, po- this comic. I think we should go back to the 80s now and have a fucking look. I think we should fucking <laughs> fix all of this, all of that. <laughs> he then also makes... He also then starts slaying a dog with silver. So he kills a dog with, like, a silver knife. Batman kills a dog? No, uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Or Riddler does it. Ah, here now. Yeah. Well, he then forces Batman to slit the throat of an unbaptized baby, Chuck. Sean right but hang on I, that said it sounds bad but it does. the next slide is by leaving him with a baby who needs an emergency tracheotomy tracheotomy yeah so Batman needs to cut the baby's throat to save its life fucking hell yeah like Batman I'm sure if he could avoid cutting a baby's throat <laughs> He's looking at his to-do list. Look, I just want to avoid that. You know, just one thing I want to avoid today, slitting babies. It's just if I could. I, <laughs> I've, al- I've already beaten the shit out of Robin. <laughs> I've got men to shoot. I don't have time for baby slitting. <laughs> so, um, that is, is there another ritual or is that all oh of the yeah. rituals? F- finally, he then makes Batman do an acrobatic dance in front of a goat representing the devil. And he does this by attacking Batman with a flamethrower. <laughs> ba- bat's head fire. <laughs> to do, notoriously, bat's head fire. So, okay... And then do they summon the demon? Batman is captured and tied to an altar. The Riddler prepares to stab him in the heart, but the demon Barbatos intervenes to stop him. Sorry, the, the demon Riddler is on Batman's side. The, the demon's on Batman's side. Even he's like, ah, here. Ah, lad. Ah, no. Stop it. Don't kill a dog or slit a baby. So Even as a joke. That's fucking ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, the Riddler flees in terror and torches the building, but the Batman is able to escape. But that's probably the darkest Riddler has gotten. I was trying to find a story that showed Riddler being very dark, because I'm going to try and show like a different character. I think because Batman in the 80s and 70s, they made him like super, super dark to counteract the 60s show. Yeah. They, of course, Riddler then becomes interested in fucking occult rituals. I mean, what? What? Look, if you, everyone needs a hobby, <laughs> and, um, so that's probably the darkest he got as a character. 
And I carry a story, a small piece of story that I have, and then I've got another story that I quite like. But uh, it's Nightfall. Now, this is the story where, of course, Bane uh, he sorts out Batman, and he um, what he does is he basically tires Batman out to the point that Batman can't walk anymore, and then he breaks Batman's spine. It's it's a rough day out for the Batman, but it's a classic comic cover. Tis. Um, and Rad- Riddler was back in action in this story. Um, and so, the main thing in this is that his stay in Arkham, he was in Arkham when Bane released all the inmates as a plan to eliminate Batman. Yeah. And Riddler escaped as well and gathered his old gang and started planning his next move. Riddler sent a letter to the Gotham City Police Department, but this is the saddest line I could reach out. They were too busy with all the other criminals from Arkham, oh. and Riddler's letters got overlooked in the situation. That is the saddest <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'll send them ten riddles here, and then we'll see what happens. And they're just like, look, fucking Joker set fire to an orphanage. We don't have time for your fucking letters, Riddler. It's too many games, honestly. I'm sorry. <laughs> We'll get to it. <laughs> and after a while, his old henchman got tired of waiting. <laughs> so they abandoned him. <laughs> they abandoned him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So now he has no friends. No friends. No no anything. And no one to give riddles to. <laughs> no, because they don't care. Oh, my God. I'm pretty positive after that story, he goes on TV and is like, I'm going to blow up the whole city if nobody answers my riddles. And Listen, Gotham th- Police, there's a stack of letters. <laughs> like, there's a million of them. And I know some of them are a bit childish and they're like Christmas cracker riddles, but at the same time, they deserve attention. Just as much burden orphanages do, I deserve attention. And so he goes on television, he's like, I've got a big bomb if you don't solve the riddles. And uh, Robin, who's obviously um, working with Batman, because Batman is trying to fight ten different villains at once, and Robin's like, I'll go take a rid- care of Riddler. Um, Robin sees the television uh, broadcast and immediately solves all the riddles that he tells him, learns his moves, arrives at the TV station at no time and beats Riddler and captures him again. (laughs) Gee, and which Robin is this? Uh, I'm... Hang on. I'm trying to think. Uh, Tim Drake, I think. Oh, Oh, God. It might be Jason Todd. It's one of them. One of... Okay. But either way... A Robin beats Tim, the Riddler. Tim Drake would make more sense, because t- I, I didn't look up which Robin it was, but Tim Drake is notoriously uh, a very intelligent Robin. Yeah, whereas Jason Todd is a, a violent dick. Dumb as a wall. Dumb, Dumb as a fucking wall. And little Dicky can do some flips, and that's about it. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Little Dicky is useless. <laughs> <laughs> no! Um, so we're finishing off uh, my stories for Riddler with um, what happened just before they went to New 52, which is a story that I've read, and it's the only reason I've kind of thrown it in here, because I think it it makes you it encapsulates everything that's going on with the Riddler just before they changed it all back, because he actually turned good for a little bit. Oh. Um, the, Riddler, the Riddler was sent into a coma when he was hit in the head by the Shining Knight's mace, um, and when the Riddler awoke a year later, he was without his obsessive compulsive fixation for riddles, but still possessed his great intellect and enormous ego. Oh fuck! Okay, so he's yeah, he's lost the thing that. So okay, so uh, he's still a genius, and he's an arrogant genius. Yes, but he doesn't feel the need to communicate with everyone through riddles. 
Yeah, he doesn't have that obsessive, compulsive fixation for them. That's cool. Yeah, because that makes him more. It, that makes him more dangerous. Yes, and with the penguin's advice, he's actually reformed, and he becomes a private investigator, at which he legally develops a fortune. What? Yeah, that's and amazing. he was finally. He was finally on the right side of the law using his basic, his amazing brain and his great talents for the good of the people because he has no obsessive, like, he ca- he doesn't have anything in him that's like, I have got to commit a crime and leave one tiny clue. He's just like, I'm really smart and I can solve anything. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do this and then likely get away with it. Yeah, he, I think he even becomes involved in like a ship murder mystery alongside Batman. Amazing. And they work together to solve the crime. That's so cool. Yeah. I had no idea he, also, he ever went good. Yeah, and this is why the Riddler has like... You go through all the things that people know. He's obsessed with riddles, that kind of stuff. But... Like the bit when he does the turn good because he has he forgets he go it's a weird way to get there but it's comic books he goes into a coma he comes out he doesn't he no longer has the obsessive thing that's keeping him to these riddles and so he can use his massive brain for good <laughs> instead of ill instead of ill like when he's at the carnival <laughs> um, he also helps Harley Quinn I Poison Ivy and Catwoman become a team during this time. Which oh. he's the reason that brings them all together. But um, the main story I'm going to rely on here is, I think it's from 2009, 2010, and I think it's Gotham City Sirens. But um, it's basically Batman dies, we've covered this, and yes. Little Dicky takes over as Batman for a short period. Unfortunately. Um, and <laughs> he's the worst. He's just, you know what? No talent. No talent <laughs> Dicky, they call him. Skillless um, so- boy. <laughs> so shortly after, the Riddler is on this—he's on a case to solve a duo of unlikely suicides. The first being the second best female tennis player in the world, and the second an eight race car driver. So he just has his own whole life going on where he solves murders, just as a as a regular job, as a regular private investigator, and completely above board, nothing shady going on. N- nothing shady. He's That's just amazing. solving crimes. Um, in his efforts, he uncovers that these deaths are in fact homicides, <gasps> orchestra- orchestrated by a serial killer who leaves subtle clues to the next victim within the body and time of death of the current victim. What? While attempting to alert the media, he provokes Dick Grayson as Batman. Almost instantly, Riddler deduces that the Batman before him is a new one. Almost instantly. It takes one look, I, and he's like, you're new. So you hold yourself different than he does. Yeah, and nevertheless, Riddler reveals that the next victim will be the sister of the second victim, a young romance writer, something that Dick needed Alfred and the Batcave computer to figure out, and that took them hours. So little Dickie is dumb as a post. (laughs) No, I think the idea is that any Batman would take a while, right? And little Dickie's just one of them. And Riddler's real smart, right? Don't fucking turn this into a bit of propaganda against Little Dicky. On, on my watch. I'll be on the anti-Dicky parade <laughs> all day long. <laughs> all day. Um, but the idea is that he knows who the next victim is and Dick and Alfred were trying to figure this out all afternoon. That's amazing. And he just instantly yeah. gets it. Um, in the end, Batman goes off to confront the killer. He's like, Riddler, stay over. And Riddler decides that he's going to look after the intended victim. 
So he goes off to do something good. And after a brief but unexpected or but expected misunderstanding about Riddler's intentions with the young woman, Batman phones in to announce that he has apprehended and questioned not one, but three killers about their intentions. But he keeps getting no answers. And so Riddler's just about to leave when the lights go out uh, with him and uh, the, the young writer. Yeah. Riddler immediately concludes that Batman has not captured all of the killers and pulls the woman out of harm's way when the bomb goes off in front of her bookstore. So he saves this woman's life. So he's a hero. Well, the situation keeps going. Because um, while Riddler and the writer hide as the smoke clears, three costumes assailants enter the wreckage looking for their victim to mark with their next riddle. The two men are led by a woman going by Conundrum. Ooh. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Conundrum the name? Um not not it's not as it doesn't have as nice a ring as Riddler. Yeah, I think so. But also the um, question was taken. Yeah, and Clue Master's also taken. Oh really? Yeah, Clue Ma- there's a Clue Master. I suppose you're left with Conundrum. Yeah, <laughs> just looking through with tesaurus. Fuck's sake, what's Cause, left? Yeah, because the alternative <laughs> is like, ah, uh, what, what, what the fuck was it? That's the other name. <laughs> oh no, it's oh, what the fuck was it? Oh, no. <laughs> Who the fuck is um, it? It's what the fuck was it? <laughs> That's for their partners. Um, and and so their costumes that they wear are black and green and they've got question marks all over them Uh, Riddler stealthily Riddler stealthily disposes of the two grunts via the use of of his cane so you know his cane that has the question mark on the little handle Uh, Conundrum Conundrum manages to take the writer hostage at gunpoint, at which point Riddler deduces that Conundrum and her men are all college students who specialise in police sciences so just from what what move does she pulled, he's like, they're all college students, police sciences. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, How? And due to his... Because it's just... It must be a technique that they teach in the college that he probably sees the whole, a lot right, of them, and uh, they also sound young. He just he just deduces it. Like, he has this amazing computer brain he d- that he's he does, constantly just... He does a detect... And he figures it he, out. He does a Mr. Robot. He does that thing in TV shows, detective shows, where they walk into a room and they're just like looking around and they're just like, there was a murder here. The woman came in from over there. Huh? The time was up here. <laughs> and the other detective's like, in English, please. Ah, what are you talking yeah, about? Because they're nerds. Um, due to his famous rehabilitation, Conundrum's group decided to fill the void with their murders. Conundrum even admits that Riddler was her idol and that it would be a shame to kill him. At this point, Riddler announces that Batman is en route to their very location, something both Conundrum and the writer have difficulty believing. Riddler claims that since his reform, he and Batman have become close, and that his cane now has its own GPS that alerts Batman to his location whenever the question mark is twisted. Still unbelieving to his claim, Riddler calmly asks Conundrum with a smirk, Why is this man smiling? After his question has been delivered, Batman does indeed show up oh. and knocks out Conundrum. Um, Riddler then admits that he is completely baffled that Batman is indeed here, since he was stall- he was only stalling for time until he thought of something else to do, leaving him to wonder if there truly is a bat signal in his cane. Um, and so Riddler goes good, and he actually saves that woman's life, which I find... That- I like that story because... 
even at the end where you're like, oh, he's still in control. He's like, then he just was like, oh no, I was just stalling. I was just kind of trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah, I was just kind of think my way out of this. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I like that he saves the lady at the end as well. And and that's just before they went to the new 52. He was good without his um, need to commit crimes with riddles. Yeah, and then and and he gets that need back eventually. Or is it or is yeah. it straight into New Fifty Two then? In the New Fifty Two, they they do give it straight back to him. Yeah. So, like most Batman villains, the Riddler has become darker and more three dimensional in recent years. Whereas he was once portrayed as a playful but sane criminal trickster, he is now the victim of intense obsessive compulsion. Uh, this was first introduced in the 1966 issue of Batman titled The Riddlish Robberies of the Riddler. This is a story in which he tried to refrain from leave, leaving a Riddler, Riddle but failed. This compulsion has been a recurring theme uh, as shown in the 99 issue of B- Batman Gotham Adventures in which he tried to commit a crime without leaving a Riddle but fails. And then he says, you don't understand. I really didn't want to leave you any clues. I really planned never to go back to Arkham Asylum. Asylum. But I left you a clue anyway. So I, I have to go back there because I might need help. I might actually be crazy. Oh, fuck. I suppose yeah. he is a genius. Like, he would... Assess these things of himself. He's so smart he's aware that he's crazy. That, but he just he does all the same stuff anyway. Yeah, because he can't he can't stop himself. Yeah, he can't not. Yeah, um, and so his powers and ability shot. If you, if uh, you want to finish this out, so he has genius level intellect. The Riddler is a supreme problem solver, criminal mastermind. He's a genius with brilliant deductive power. His mind excels at puzzles, mind games, and manipulations. Investigation, he possesses great deductive skills. Um, escapology, Riddler is adept in escapology. Since childhood, Edward has been a big fan of the late great Harold Houdini and ah. has used his escapes many a time. Uh, tactical, an- tactical analysis and stick fighting, he's pretty good with his cane. Um, yeah, I was about, sorry, I was about to say, when does he ever fight with a stick? And then I remember <laughs> he carries one all the time. His one thing, yes. Uh, his weaknesses are his obsession, of course. His riddles are, in fact, a bizarre obsessive compulsion. His attempts to stop himself from sending them has has been met with failure time and time again. This actually extends to the fact that he simply cannot kill his opponents when he has the upper hand, but prefers to put them in a death trap to see if he can devise a life-and-death intellectual challenge that the hero cannot escape. However, compared to Batman's other teamed enemies, Riddler's compulsion is quite flexible, allowing him to commit any crime as long as he can describe it in a riddle or a puzzle. Oh, so as long as he can do a rhyme around it, he'll be grand. Yeah, but I love the idea that he has the upper hand, but he he can't kill his opponents, because there's no honour in just killing them. Yeah, and he needs to do the trap, because then they have a shot at getting out. It's like Saw, but like on a very low level. It's kind of like Saw. <laughs> like, in a weird exactly way. exactly like Saw. No, well, well, nobody's getting their faces ripped off, like. Thank God. Um, but he's like, Batman, I, I, can't just, I can't just pull out a gun and shoot you. Like, I have to defeat you intellectually and that be your downfall. Yeah, I need to, uh, it's, yeah, he needs, like, the high, the mental high ground. And there's several episodes of, uh there's two episodes in particular of Batman the Animated Series that I love in regards to Riddler. Riddler, those two episodes are actually two of my favourites. 
Um, there are, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Which was his initial episode. Which, if you want to know more about the Riddler, that's a really good one to start with. And he also has an episode called Riddler's Reform, where he tries to go good, and he can't help himself. Like he's on the, he, I think he makes toys for kids that are like. Um, I think like, I've seen this episode. Yeah. He makes toys for kids that are just like games that have riddles in them. You press different buttons and you can try and solve the the puzzle. But on his ad that he does for the, the puzzle, like he flips a chalkboard. And when you flip the chalkboard, it has coordinates to the next robbery. Like, he has to just do it because he can't stop himself. That's I like that. Yeah. He's, he's um, weirdly sympathetic for such a bad dude. <laughs> yeah, um, and he was, of course, played by uh, Jim Carrey and Frank Gorshin in the 60s Batman, but Jim Carrey was just copying Frank Gorshin. Um, as I said, the animated series preferred to show the character as a calmer, intellectual egotist, more obsessed with proving his own cleverness than actually in creating puzzles. And the last piece of news I have is that he's the last piece of trivia I should say is that he seems to be more rational and cautious than his fellow rogues. So during the Batman crossover story like No Man's Land, which is when um, Gotham is hit with uh, ravaged by an earthquake and there's nothing left, and so we've covered the fact that say Black Mask or something he takes over the, the town when there's nobody there. Yeah. Um, Riddler was seen elected to flee Gotham rather than stay behind in the lawless chaos that ensued. He was just like, I am gone from here. Because <laughs> once there's chaos, there's no cam for people to solve his riddles, as was proven in the Nightfall storyline. Yeah, that's true. His Because um, he, he, Riddler is only able to continue doing what he's doing because people let him. You know? Yeah, like Batman but, like, just like, yeah, going to fucking deal with that. <laughs> no, but I, I think that's really interesting and says a lot about the character that he's like, there's no cops, there's no law. Well, this isn't for me. There has to be order for me to be able to structure riddles around because if it's just random, then there's no order and then I can't organise a situation where I'm in control. He, he, I love that he's smart enough to realise that. Mm. He's He's probably the smartest villain that Batman has. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, totally. Like, and mm. um, my main exposure to him is in the Arkham games, and he's fucking great in those. Although he does get annoying after a while. You well, know, like well, going around collecting his trophies. I I quite like some of the trophy stuff. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I I think I tried that for a while. I completed the game, and then I tried to. I said, right, I'm going to do all the riddles so I can get like a hundred percent. Just so I could be cool. And I got like 20 though, but I was just like, this is after taking me three weeks. <laughs> I just cannot be arsed. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, that's the Riddler. I just, I think the Riddler is a character that kind of gets overlooked a lot, but just as a character himself, he's just, the more you look into him, the more interesting he gets. Yeah, and this was a really good rundown of like what he's about. Mm. Where he came uh, from. Look, I'm. I'm trying my best. I'm you're, trying my best, Sean. Connor, you're not just trying, you're doing. <laughs> um, but I think that's it for this week's, this week's Hero Zero, Sean. Well done, sir. Thank you very much for that. Mm. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We'll be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with my episode of Hero or Zero. 
Um, I hope it's way better than this one. Probably oh, will be. You're so smart. Oh, well, we're we'll being nice up? to each other today. <laughs> Jess, isn't that great? <laughs> Look, it, it, it'll last for a few seconds. <laughs> Save it. Absolutely. Okay, fair enough. I'll end the show quickly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you want to support the show, there's a Patreon link down below. Patreon.com slash Here to Try Podcast. Oh, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Big thank you to everyone who supports us over there. It really does mean a lot to us. Thank you so much. Mm. Uh, we're on all the social medias. They're all linked in the description. You can email us here at Fire underscore outlook.com if you have any questions or any characters you'd like to see here or zeroed. Um, but other than that, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one. And I think that's it. Is that it? I think I think that's it. So I've been Colin Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.